BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. We should have dug up that clip. Yeah, we should have. Should have dug up that clip from the great movie. Sean, have you ever seen Cool Hand Luke? You're a fan of movies. I've seen it once, but it was long ago in a film class, and I, I remember oh. only the kind of the culturally relevant stuff, and I think I need to give it another watch. What re-watch. a great movie. And Paul Newman's amazing anyway, but what a great movie. You may find it slow paced. Oh, I, I remember a lot that of classic from... movies. You watch them and think something's got to happen. What? Nothing's happened for five seconds. Flashing lights, explosions. The first time I watched Easy Rider, I was like, "This is, this is dragging." But uh, slow but, uh, rider, but a great movie. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fascinating. But Cool Hand Luke, if nobody's ever seen it, that's where the the phrases, if you've ever heard them, "spend a night in the box" come from. Right. The cruel, uh, the cruel guy at the prison. What we have here. Is a failure to communicate. That's yep. probably the most famous line from that movie. Yeah. Shaking a bush. Gotta, isn't that what he said when he had to go? He was urinating. I got to go shake a bush. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You don't remember that? For some reason, that stuck out to me from that movie. George Kennedy saying them big old buttons is just about to pop. Was that Cool Hand Luke? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 He's okay. the one who calls uh, Paul Newman uh, Cool Hand Luke. That was a cool hand. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, anyway. Uh, no man can eat 50 eggs. Yeah, that's from that movie where he's Paul Newman is challenged. to so that Somehow the topic comes up of eating 50 eggs, and somebody says, no man can eat 50 eggs. Paul Newman says, I can. <laughs> and how long? 
an hour. <laughs> oh, do we have it? Oh, there it is. Go ahead. All right, now, the rest of you. I want to hear from some big money men. Where's all the high rollers? Well, I believe you've got it all, Dragline. Every cent in camp is riding. I've seen his underwear. He had to strip down to his underwear to eat his 50 heads. Carl, what's the time? They're walking him around. Four minutes to go. Trying to keep him conscious. Let that little belly sag and enjoy yourself. He's shoving another one in his mouth. Down into the tummy. Twenty-four minutes. You'll never be. are looking on. He's eating them whole. Oh, there he's trying to dump you. Just nine more between you and everlasting glory. He's eating them everybody. He's practically unconscious. All right, that's enough of that. So I remember having seen that movie, then then some film nerd of mine said, yeah, the biblical imagery in the movie I thought was really stunning, and I thought, I didn't get it. (laughs) Whoops. I thought it was about a guy who liked eggs. I didn't see any of that. <laughs> uh, news reports come to us from Uttar Pradesh, a state of India, that one Subhash Yadav, age 42, died after attempting to eat 50 eggs. According to police... Because of the movie? Is that how it came up? I'll get to that. Okay. He and a friend were at the uh, Bibi Ganj market uh, trying to get a bite to eat. When the two began to argue, the subject of their conflict is unknown, but somehow escalated into Yadav betting his companion 2,000 rupees, which is a little over $28. That he could down 50 eggs then and there. The duo purchased 50 hard-boiled eggs from a vendor, and he set to it. He was making good uh, time up until his 41st egg. When he popped the 42nd into his mouth, he fell unconscious. He was taken to a local clinic. Um, and then and to the, died of egg poisoning. And, and he died. He never regained consciousness, died what, a few hours what later. What killed him? Egg poisoning. Well, according to this Newsweek article, uh, doctors ruled that he his was death shot. was shot. <laughs> Oh, I left that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> While he was eating the 42nd egg, a guy shot him in the chest. No, uh, they ruled it was due to overeating. Okay, see, there's the biblical imagery, apparently. The Jesus posed something or other. Oh, yeah. Sacrifice something. Wearing his underwear okay. I didn't get the it. The Bible! I didn't get it. Showing her a crown of shells. Yeah. Yeah. Something I don't know. <laughs> crown of shells. If you will. Yes. Uh, weighing in at approximately six pounds, 50 eggs is significantly more volume than the average human stomach can accommodate without discomfort. But that that is true for every eating contest I've watched on TV that Joy Chestnut has won. True that. That is a larger you know, space than is comfortable. Jack, did you know this? Competitive eating, especially eggs, has been responsible for numerous deaths. Okay. Yeah, and then these people, they do things where they intentionally stretch out their stomach in order to accommodate their profession. I'm amazed there hasn't been a death in one of the big competitions, you know, in the first world, uh, which kind of shut the whole thing down. It'll end, right? First time somebody dies, that's the end of competitive eating forever. Small timers, there have been a number of deaths, choking deaths. But it it hasn't worked its way up to the major league eating circuit. I like this description. The egg-eating challenge was reminiscent of a scene in the 1967 Paul Newman film, Cool Hand Luke, which tells the story of a World War II veteran at odds with the world who is jailed for sawing parking meters off their poles. Lopping the heads off parking meters! That's right. (laughs) He's got a big wrench and he's drunk and he's taking the tops off parking meters to get all the quarters out, or dimes probably at the time. I got thrown in for lopping the heads off parking meters! (laughs) After being sentenced to two years on a Florida chain gang, bring back chain gangs, oh. Luke wins the respect of his fellow prisoners through a series of rebellious acts. 
And the most iconic scene is where he's challenged to consume 50 hard-boiled eggs in an hour, a task which pushes him to his physical limit. Mm. Is a sick enough. Then they mention a couple other egg-eating deaths. Sounds like a bad idea. The egg is a very, very dense food item. And a pack, a pack full of protein as well. The incredible edible, edible egg. egg. Yeah, which we weren't supposed to eat for about 20 years uh, because all government nutritional information is we <laughs> all, It's the podcast. I can say that. We all knew that song. Had you heard that song before? The song? Incredible Edible yeah. Egg? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was a... We probably paid for that with taxpayer money, probably, in some roundabout way, huh? What's that? The Promoting song? egg eating? Yeah, because oh, it was, that was from the, the Egg Council. Yeah. So they all probably chipped in. Oh, it wasn't necessarily a public service announcement sort of no. thing. No, yeah. it was, it was, it was the Egg Council. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't think it that, came through right. the uh, Department of Agriculture somehow? Oh, that's not out of the question. Yeah. Big, sure. big egg. Because <laughs> that happens all the time. As, as we had the story several years ago where uh, it was dug up that taxpayer money was going to both promote cheese eating and to discourage cheese eating. That's right. At the same time, you had ads on the air saying you should eat more cheese and ads saying don't eat cheese, all being paid for by the taxpayer. Right. Coming out of the Department of Agriculture. Right. Nice. So I'll bet that was going on with the egg thing. Uh, government is a for-profit business. Why can't people understand that? God, I couldn't come close to eating 50 eggs. I, I'm, oh, I'm not no. sure I'm I could sickened eat... by the very idea. I'm not sure I could eat five eggs. Certainly couldn't five, do the hard-boiled. Five hard-boiled eggs would be a lot. Well, now, granted, there's usually toast involved or what have you, but a three-egg omelet is enormous. I mean, that's a lot of grub. How many hard-boiled eggs do you think you could eat? Maybe three. How long would it take you? Oh, well, I, I uh, assume uh, we were hour. going within the uh, uh, hour. <laughs> uh, made iconic by Paul Newman three? in the film Cool Hand Luke. You're saying three oh, is your max? an hour? That's probably somewhere near five, six, something God, like that. I don't, I, I'll I, from 50. I'd get grossed out. I don't know. A deviled egg. Now, that is a fine Ooh, treat. That's a good oh, traditional yes, American indeed. treat. It's a, is that one of the things uh, millennials, millennials have killed running? the deviled egg? Don't kill that. Oh, is there anybody so under the age of 40 that ever wants to eat a deviled egg? Oh, man. I will. I'd eat some right now. Oh, I wish I had some right now. My mom's deviled eggs give me a giant plateful. Got the yolk all whipped up and flavored with paprika. Whatever that yeah. red stuff is paprika. on top. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what it is. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Give me some. <laughs> no, guys, I don't eat eggs at all. There's something about the what? texture and the yolk. I've never eaten them. I've never liked them as a what kid. What do you mean the texture? Eggs are pre- uh, prepared in such different ways. 50 ways. different ways. Yeah, I you know, can't I just, come up with a texture for eggs. I must have had a bad experience as a young kid You're or something. By a chicken. I don't know, but I can't stand them. Uh, so scrambled? I mean, the scrambled and the poached, for instance, are wildly different dishes. Touched by a hen, the Michelangelo story. <laughs> No, I mean, I will not touch eggs. I, I just, there's something about them. Wow. Yeah. You won't eat any eggs. No. Poached. No. How long Nothing. have we known you and this hasn't come up? Fried over easy on a piece of toast. Mm. So dang good. No. It's one of the few things I just refuse to eat. With a slice of sausage and cheese on a bun from the Burger Clown. No. no. Never had no, a McGriddle something about or really? egg McMuffin. Wow. No. Never had an egg McMuffin. No. Damn, man, fascinating. <laughs> Strange. I think I could do a Kill dozen him. eggs in an hour, but I would have to scramble them. I don't think I could do the hard-boiled You're version. looking at me thinking, I'm about to throw you $1,000 again. I'm hoping. <laughs> a dozen eggs in an hour prepared yeah. any way you want. Yeah, I think I could do it. Oh, a dozen prepared however I want? Because I was only picturing hard-boiled. I could eat a dozen fried eggs in an hour, easily. Over easy fried eggs? That's, that's Man, big talk. Not a problem. That's big talk. What if I up it to two dozen eggs in an hour? I did. Well, I don't know if I think wow. you could do that. 
How how old were my kids when I gave you a thousand dollars for eating all those hot dogs? It was like two years ago. I must have had different financial needs. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah, I'm looking back. I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> I found them fairly amusing though. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. A rough part of childhood. It's One More Thing. Armstrong and Getty. One More Thing. I'll get to the childhood thing in a moment, but first a couple of texts as we just finished the Armstrong and Getty show proper, the part that makes us money. This part makes me, you know, all this does, it takes up my time. It's our All this does is take time out of my life. Stop it. But a couple of texts we got. um, Makes the people happy. I'm here for you. Jack, you're a complete loser. Let's hang out so I can feel superior. Mm. I like that. That's nice. I'm 70 years old and I'm addicted to chocolate cookie batter. Chocolate cookie batter? I have been for 60 years. There wow. are fine chocolate wow. cookies. The chocolate chip, of course, much more discussed. I always have a bowl of cookie batter in the fridge. Wow. Just lives with it in the fridge? I'd she be can enormous. Eat. I'd be enormous wow. and sick and yeah. fully unhealthy. But if it works for you, it works for you. He's uh, doing this for 60 years. This guy's clearly a high-functioning cookie dough addict. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. High-functioning. Right. Who the hell That's am I funny. to judge? Yeah. And then we were talking about people who are actually stressed out by politics, um, which I find sad. Do they mean by, like, I can get, I can get a little stressed out about... Um, like we're talking about the curriculum in my kid's school mm-hmm. and, you know, what they're learning and not. And that that can actually stress me out. It's real life. Is that considered politics? Or are people talking about the day-to-day back and forth about Trump and what's on cable news? Because that never stresses me out. Like the other day, I was I seemed stressed and, and my wife said, you know, it'll be okay. You should do something. Get away from the news. I said, are you kidding? This stuff doesn't stress me out. The second I turn it off, it's out of my head. And it really is. I don't think about it for a second. Mm. But what's going on with Trump? So, did, did, what polit? Did they consider any of that stuff politics? Well, you know, that'd that be a little seems, unfair. I'd have to dig more into the methodology. I don't know the answer to that question. I got the impression from the articles about it and just scanning the study that it was just politics in general. Like I can get stressed out by the homeless situation in my town. It there affects my life. But is that politics? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know if that's well, what they meant. Clearly, in the world, world, yes. I would have to dig into the study. We're actually going to talk about it more on the Armstrong and Getty show manana. Uh, and I will do that research between now oh, and then. I know what I was going to mention. So, I like this one, though. Politics has led me to hate some people. About 27% agree. We got this text. My dad and girlfriend of eight years broke up shortly after Trump was elected. She couldn't stop crying, and he couldn't stop calling her a snowflake. That probably is not a relationship that's going to make it. <laughs> yeah, right. that's too bad. Right. That's it's a rough bad. response to, yeah, a, no to a crying couple. Uh, Cut uh, it out, you snowflake. He's the doing new it. Hitler. <laughs> well, I was watching. Ah, shut up. I was watching MSNBC yesterday. I was watching Chris Matthews' show. He was on there with a couple of pundits. Uh, one of uh, which I really like, Andrew Sullivan, and then this other woman who I can't stand. But they all three agreed Trump will not leave willingly, either at the end of his term or terms, or being impeached. He will not leave willingly. What does that mean? He'll have to be. Like forcibly removed yes. handcuffs? Yes. That's ridiculous. I know, and they all three what? agreed, including the uh, the, the right-leaning Andrew Sullivan, who I really like. They all agreed. Oh, oh yeah, obvious. I mean, they all nodding there. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's not going to go willingly. What? Seriously? 
That'd be the most exciting thing that's ever happened in presidential history by a long shot. But uh, I don't believe for a second that it's going to happen. The Secret Service has surrounded the Oval (laughs) Office, but the president (laughs) continues to hold out. He has been convicted by the Senate, ordered to be removed, banned from office for life, but he is crouching under the... What do they call it? The, The what do you call it? Desk? That would have been funny. If, if he's were. actually under the desk in the right. Oval Office, he's like one of my kids when you're in there, they're little and you have to pull him out by the leg. Right, right exactly. <laughs> You've been impeached. You've been impeached. President Pence is ready to set up the desk. I'm not going. I'm not leaving. I'm witch not hunt. Witch hunt. <laughs> Still a witch hunt. Right. That will never freaking happen. Can you? Jeez, man. People who have the craziest <laughs> notions. Presidential harassment is he's clinging to the desk. Right, right. It's, it's what you're always talking about, though. It <laughs> makes you feel like you're part of something more important and more exciting. Yeah. And it, it gives is, your life purpose. If you, and that's if, an incredibly satisfying feeling that we need. Yeah. So, yeah, if your purpose is opposing the new Hitler, who is just, you know, the quirky guy from The Apprentice. He's not even going to be the new Mussolini. So trying to extract the hyperbole from their statements, would you be willing to say that that Trump is most likely to have the most turbulent exit of any president that we've had before? If he was impeached? Yes. Yes. But if he's not impeached, if it's just the end of his term... uh... Well, if he so if he if he loses an election or an impeached, if he wins two terms and he goes out at the end of eight years, that'd be nothing. I think he just walks away as with a victory. Yeah, I will tell you this: if he loses. This next election, twenty twenty, between no, the first week of November yeah. and and January twentieth, which is a long time, he will say wildly inappropriate things on a daily basis. <laughs> yes. Oh, and everybody yes. will be and 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 the left particularly will be worried about what he does with the military. That'll be watched every day. Oh yeah, on whether or not he's like moving troops around, or <laughs> there'll be rumors that he contacted the head of the army and very stuff. Right, <laughs> right. He's contemplating a coup. They'll they'll run with that on MSNBC. Lawrence O'Donnell edge. Where's the hammering? <laughs> He'll be all over that. Well, part of it is the, the media's obsession, because you remember when he won from November to January, usually you don't even hear from the new guy hardly. Right. Um, it's the other guy still. In, you didn't hear. You didn't even know Barack Obama existed yeah. from November to January. It was Trump every single day. And that right. wasn't him. It was the media. Focusing on the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. pussy hats and the Russian collusion and all that stuff. Well, first of all, if he loses and it's close, there will be oh. a battle oh, over, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, whether it was legit or not. Oh, and, if it's Florida close. I mean, uh, Bush Gore close. Well, how about if it was just last time close? Yeah. You know what? Enough. Well, what I just heard the other day, again, I was reminded he won Michigan by, what was it? 8,000 votes or something like that. 800. It was a remarkably small number. It certainly helped the story if I could remember it. It's tens of thousands, though, that would have swung it the other way, which is pretty GD close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then if you could make the claim or if anybody could make the claim with even a hint of uh, substance to it that there was illegal voting, um, which he he has said for years, and yeah, it could get pretty ugly. Yeah. Chaos and ugliness. You know, the weirdest thing, I didn't mean to talk about, I hadn't meant to talk about this at all. Um, impeachment of Trump, God, that's the last thing I want to talk about. But it would just, it'd be so weird if he ends up leaving this way over this, because he was going to win. He was going to beat whoever was the nominee. Almost certainly, just like Nixon did win, easily. But Hunter Biden obsession might bring him down. It would just be so ironic, because yeah, the stock well. market's going great. The people running against you would just, he was going to win. 
don't know. We'll see. It would be the cl- Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstronggetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The best of Armstrong and Getty. Yes, that app that makes you a, a movie star. You can be uh, stuck in scenes of various groovy movies, uh-huh. uh, popular movies. It sounds fun. I mean, it's the sort of thing you send back and forth to your friends. How and, hard is it to do? Has anybody uh, done it? Uh, uh, it works pretty well, judging by the video I saw. Yeah, I've only seen examples of it, but it seems very much copy-paste, and you're good to go. So does it have, like, scenes to choose from, from famous movies, and then you just need your your face, and then... yeah. Yeah, they, they do indeed. It uses deepfake technology, Jack, which harnesses artificial intelligence to produce doctored photos, videos, and blah, blah, blah. My kids Strikingly would, realistic. My kids blah, blah, blah. would love that. Yeah. Users on Zow, which is the name of the app, yes. can upload a photo of themselves. That, uh, with two exclamation points. Zow! <laughs> can upload a photo of themselves and stitch their faces onto actors in films, TV stitch. shows, and video games. Clips from Zao featuring ordinary people replaced Hugh Jackman in Wolverine, Leo DiCaprio in Titanic, and Kit Harrington in Game of Thrones. I want the complete list. Um, blah, 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 blah. The app is now at the center of debate about personal privacy in China, data privacy, that erupted after users discovered that playing with Zao required signing away, quote, irrevocable permanent transferable rights over their content. Um, that's that's true of a lot of apps, though, and some of them are insidious. Some aren't. I've told this story many times, and it's just it it, it changed me with apps forever. And then we've done more reading recently, where we learn apps are really the gateway into your phone. I mean, that's how they get into your phone is with the apps. But I almost down I did download and then didn't finish downloading an app for pug emojis. We have a pug. I was going to send my wife a pug emoji, and my phone gave me a warning for some reason. Uh. Because I tried to read the disclosure agreement that included this app allows access to every keystroke you've ever made on your phone and ever will make wow. in the future. For pug emojis, and it costs $2.99. Which might be insidious or it might not. I, the tech people say the going back thing doesn't exist. I don't know. but How about the going forward thing? If it's thing? an emoji thing, it uses your keyboard. So it has to have access to your keyboard. Now, what they do with that access, I don't have the slightest idea. I don't want them to know even going forward. You don't, that's no trade-off. Oh, for $3, I can send a cute pug emoji, and some rando, I have no idea who, gets every keystroke I ever make on my phone from here on out. Maybe. Right. What kind of a trade is that? Nobody, They're cute emojis. Nobody, They're great. Yeah. Nobody would knowingly make that if trade. If you're mad, you send a mad face. If you're happy, you send a happy face. See, what kind of trade is that? A great one. I don't know where this fits with my, you know a libertarian belief or a buyer beware or whatever, but nobody would knowingly make that trade if you're going to use some sort of reasonable person doctrine or something. Mm-hmm. No, no reasonable person would make that trade. The only reason they'd sign up for that is they don't understand what is happening or they don't know. So is that something that uh, you got to be protected against? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Oh, sure, I'll let you know all the passwords and websites and uh, medical information and all my whole family, everything. It turns out for these for these pug emojis. We don't need to train up hackers and to send them upon our enemies. We just need to create clever viral video apps and 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 picture swapping apps that people voluntarily just give us obviously. their information. Sure. Obviously. Well, and listen, I remember Judy, uh, my wife, worked in banking for a long time, and she could recognize a routing number, for, like on a checking account. 
just by the it starts with two ones and blah blah blah, whatever it was. Um, and I've got to believe there are uh, algorithms out there or programs that recognize a bank account number as a United States bank account number. Sure. And then there's a 32% likelihood that the next things to follow on your keyboard will be your password. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes perfect well, I mean, sense. And I'm, I'm a dope, and I don't know squat about programming, but I'm sure that's doable. And so you crunch that with the rest of the data, and you get these complete profiles of, of humans and and uh, be able to bilk them or sell their data or whatever. On the other hand, if, like you're frustrated, you send a frustrated pug emoji, and then everybody <laughs> knows how you feel. So it's a time saver, and it's, it's charming. Or you're honestly. hot, and you got a sweating pug. I sent my wife an emoji of a dumpster fire today. A, uh, a, a What is it? A bitmoji yeah. of a dumpster fire. And yeah. she said, what does that mean? I adore my wife, but uh, she is so unhip. I said, it's a dumpster fire. It's a disaster. It's something that's gone very poorly. Oh, she texted back. <laughs> What's a bitmoji? Yeah. It's uh, it's my little cartoon of me. Here, I'll send you one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a kind of charmingly simple animation of you. Not animation in terms of it moving, but a cartoon drawing of you. Kind so what's of representing this, what's you. this thing my kids are doing my wife's phone, and she's got a newer phone than me? Where they create a cartoon face and then they look at the phone and it reacts to their face. I think that technology what? is amazing. Have that's, you done that? That's crazy. She's got a newer phone than maybe any of us in this room. Are those like the Snapchat filters where they're they'll put like a, a puppy nose on like over their face? Or do any it... of us have a phone with facial recognition to open our phone? I don't. I do not know. No. What okay. do you want? Do you want no. me to send you I love you infinity? God, please don't. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Here. <laughs> oh, oh Happy bee day with me as a bee with my face. <laughs> That's cute. Here, oh, yeah. send, send Jack that one. Here, I'll, Every I'll, day. I'll send you just me saying. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> hey, there's me saying hey. Okay. Just got it. Oh, wow, that's you. That's cartoon you. Yeah. <laughs> cartoon you's thinner than real you. Shut up. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm wearing a very flattering Bitmoji shirt. Yeah. There you go. Right. I'll send you this next uh, February the 21st. <laughs> Okay, I like that. But so my wife's phone, the newer phones have, apparently. So she's got the facial recognition thing to to turn on her phone. So obviously the phone has the ability to read people's faces. Mm -hmm. So my kids go into her phone and create these cartoons, and you can choose from all these different faces, different shapes. They put on, like, they want to be a pirate. So they got, like, sideburns and a night patch and everything like that. But then you hold the phone in front of your face and talk. And it reacts as you're reacting, and it's scary how good it is. Raise your eyebrows, tilt your head, make this face, do your this, your lips. And the cartoon face does all those things oh my. incredibly accurately. On your phone for a whatever dollar app? Yeah. And if if, if, if her phone can do that that Please. well, no. the idea that some genius can fake up a President Trump uh, deep fake, obviously that, I mean, we're just seconds away from that happening uh, at a level that... Right. It, well, I would just, you know, if somebody decides to ruin, humiliate me, whatever, whether it's the Russian mob or or whatever, just do me a favor and make it good. I mean, don't, <laughs> like, have him masturbating in public or something like that. Again. Something really, really notable. I'll you know, try. Have a deep fake of me shooting Franz Ferdinand to start World War One, or I don't know. I guess it's got to be more He's realistic than He's a time traveling. <laughs> right. But just, yeah, just something good. Yeah, I, I was actually disturbed by that technology when they first sent it to me. I thought I said, "How did you do that?" It just—it's just on mom's phone. It just comes with the phone. Wow. To do that. And it's—it's it's scary good. 
Wow. Um, yeah, the barrier to entry to technological things is drastically shrinking as they just get better at making these friendly to the masses because mm-hmm. that's where the money's made. So is this, because we're a long way from the election as we keep talking about, is this going to be the first election where there will be a deep fake that is troubling enough that it like throws people off? Yes. Yes. They will begin on your 4chan and 8chan. Um, but then your grandma will get it and send it around, <laughs> forward it to everybody. Right, right. I, I think it'll... The, we're at the point where it'll be very convincing to non-digital natives, right? Yeah. Pe- people who are still adapting oh, to what the Oh, we're definitely at that point. Yeah. yeah. Although, like, your, your super pros, you're brilliant. Like, Lee Atwater is the classic example of a guy who is a political operative, a rat effer. Um, in the business. He was absolutely brilliant, uh, perceptive, and amoral. He had no morals. Then when he was dying of brain cancer, he he disavowed everything he did and said he felt bad about it. But if you get somebody that good and that smart, they will find a way to, well, like the, the Russians, getting the, you know, the nice old people in Florida to hold rallies that they helped sponsor. They'll find legit people to do semi-legit stuff but it'll be just nasty enough that it'll move the uh, the needle. A you take bit. a close state like Pennsylvania or Michigan, whichever one of those was only ten thousand votes. So you get a video out night before the election of you know whatever you want to be Biden with a hooker or Trump talking right. to Putin or, or whatever it's going to be. There's not time to fix that, right. and you only need to convince you know ten thousand people that it's real. Yeah. Well, and it won't be Joe Biden effing a goat or something like right. that, unfortunately. But it will be Joe Biden, you know, walking out of a union hall saying, can you believe those morons and the crap they want to hear? They had any sense they'd vote for Trump, but they're too stupid to realize it. Right. Then getting in a limo and going away. That breaks two days before the election or a day, whatever. Yeah, it'll be something like that. Just having them say something uh, terrible, like uh, clinging to their guns and religion, for instance, or basket of deplorables. Right. Sure, but now you don't have to wait for your opponent to do that. Right. Or, you just or have catch them. them. Do, right. You just make it up. Yeah. Yeah, and subtle would be the most damaging. Right. Right. Yeah, with a goat or the, the hooker's peeing on the bed or whatever, that's too over the top. But something... Goat peeing on the bed. Bad-mouthing the working class, that's a great one. Right, right. By the way, goats can't give consent. So there are no such things as goat prostitutes. They're victims, Jack. What the hell? <laughs> this shouldn't even be in a podcast. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden sakes enough a goat. <laughs> oh, oh right. D- d- he didn't even like He'd that. He'd make all sorts of claims that weren't true. Yeah. Right. He's got the boots on, the poor goats. the goat's hair. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Snipping it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really oh, smell like the barnyard. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Give him a little shoulder rub. Yeah. Mm. You're pretty. Pretty goat. You got the silky long fur. What are the Angora? Then he forgets yeah. what it is, calls it a donkey for a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're a oh. good donkey. Yeah. Hello, donkey. Oh, oh my oh. God. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I'm a dog guy. Everybody knows that. You want to own a dog? You can own any animal in the world, and you're going to own a dog. Why don't you sit the F down? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Pack of wolves. Oh, geez. I would love to have a pack of wolves in my backyard. Oh, man. Note to self, mention it to the pool guy. (laughs) 
big, <laughs> snarling, snapping, powerful wolves standing four feet at the shoulder, howling at the moon all night long. Note to self, alert the HOA. <laughs> you know what's the scariest animal? I'd never seen them up close before until last time we were at the zoo. Hyenas. Oh, yeah. There's a reason in all yeah. your Disney cartoons the bad yeah. guys are portrayed as hyenas. Oh, they're, they're skanky-looking creatures, aren't they? You have a natural uh, reaction to hyenas that probably goes back from, you know, when we were all one tiny little clan in that part of the of Africa or mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah. But, jeez, uh, those are scary-looking beasts. Their very face looks murderous. Yeah. Which I know is crazy. You shouldn't anthropomorphize animals. They look freaking psychotic. I had a buddy in college. He used to pronounce it hyena. Well, that's too many H's. And so (laughs) I I find I have the the temptation to call them hyenas all the time. I don't know why. It just still amuses me. But they're they're a nasty ass beast. Well, we're looking at getting a a giraffe. But if I could have anything, I don't know. I, I want something relatively docile, not... Oh, you know what? Like wolves. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I would snap up a kangaroo so quickly. Kangaroo would be Kangaroo's cool, man. Kangaroo awesome, Put yeah. some boxing yeah. gloves on it. He yeah. could put me in its pouch, t- take me around town. That'd be great. I'm not sure that's hey, how it works. Now, put me in your pouch. No, hey, let's go t- to the store. <laughs> now, has bounce me to the store, Rue. He beat the hell out of you for that. Come oh, on, Kanga, let's go. Has your source gotten in touch uh, with you yet? Uh, any information? She's, any she's, possible she's, hookups? On she's this, uh... shopping around. Yeah? yeah. Oh. You know, we got this email. Do I have it? I can't remember. I can't remember if I opened the window or not. I'd make the boing, boing, boing sound every time it hopped <laughs> with me in the pouch. God, I would so like oh, to be kangaroo. that kangaroo. I see you peeking out of the pouch of... with your hands there and your little face over there. Oh, yeah, I'm adorable in this scenario. <laughs> Somebody sent us a video of... There it is. All right, there's the YouTube video. I'm going to watch it on the air. Do you want to watch this at the same time? What is it? So right. uh, it's a woman being kicked. Two girls in a cup? Oh, oh no. Good Lord. Oh, jeez. All right, hang on a second. Yeah. Okay. All right, work. Here we go. Story here. A San Luis Obispo woman is being fined for allegedly trying to jump into a giraffe's enclosure at a zoo in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Police say the 24-year-old Amanda Hall climbed over a fence Saturday afternoon. They say Hall was able to get over one fence, but then when she tried to get over the I second fence, video. a giraffe named Wally gave her a lick. You think it's funny until this part. Then turned around and kicked her in the face. Oh! Zoo staff say the woman is lucky to only have minor injuries since giraffes are capable of killing lions with that kick. Oh, that's over I, the fence at a zoo. There was somebody a lion probably win because of oh, some I stupid lawsuit. I thought there was videotape of the gal uh, getting kicked. You think it's funny until this part. No, I still think it's funny. She crawled in there of her own free will. Why can't we just leave it alone when crimes contain their own punishments? Right, exactly. You know? yeah. Justice served. All right, I'm going down to the, uh, you know, the refreshment hut. Yeah, I, I, me I a, think she learned her lesson. Right, which is the point of that. Yeah, there'll right, be no exactly. recidivism. Got kicked if in the face by, right, yeah. That's no what you're worried about. There right. are no repeat offenders. <laughs> guy who wants to fight a lion guy? No, no, he does that once. She did that once. It's fine. <laughs> is it true that uh, that at the refreshment stand at a zoo, they make the, the hamburgers and hot dogs out of dead zoo animals? Oh, Because oh, I heard that's true on the internet. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, uh. Oh, Sounds plausible. A yeah. lot of the animals I'd like to have the enclosure would be so difficult. Because um, a, a giraffe is uh, more toward a super tall, uh, you know, cow. I mean, it's in that really? world. Whereas if you have an elephant yeah. or, yeah. you know, there are various things you have, you'd, you'd have to have a completely different structure. 
Yes. Or an ape. I mean, you just can't keep an ape. <laughs> a rhinoceros would be a lot to handle, I feel. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> right. Or a hippo. Oh, yeah, my. Yeah. I'd like one of those beasts, but you just got to. Could I dress the ape? <laughs> Could you? Human clothes. You know how, how would you stop yourself from it? You know what I'd like? I'd like a pack of penguins. I think that would be very cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That's a good answer. Yeah. The charming yeah. penguin. Yeah. That'd be very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, putting aside the expensive uh, refrigerated enclosure for them, because you're surely not going to keep them in the heat. Now, this Listen, is something... you can't introduce a, uh, a concept that is all about suspending disbelief right. and say, well, I'm afraid the enclosure would be very expensive <laughs> right. when somebody gives their answer. Right. I was just. <laughs> gonna... That's why I said pack of wolves. Uh, I got a fenced backyard. I was uh, just going to put out a you know, a waiting pool out back and let them have fun. Right. A group of penguins is called a rookery or a waddle. A mm. waddle of penguins oh, waddle. is a phenomenal yeah, group. Yeah, you want to come back nice. into my house and see my waddle of penguins? God dang, you put a what slip hell? and slide out back? Oh, yeah. Man, oh man. I actually own a waddle of penguins. I'm pretty sure, sure that line would never fail. <laughs> like, right. Sure. Michael, right. Beast? Uh, donkey, so I can make the donkey punch joke. Oh, jeez. Oh, a donkey oh. is not a wild beast. No. It's domestic. It's not exotic either. You're no. bad at this. <laughs> All right. Pick <laughs> another what animal. Boring animal. Yeah, pick another <laughs> yeah. animal. Uh, cheetah. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We were at a meal in South Africa where they had a cheetah. Was it a cheetah or a jaguar? I think it was a cheetah. Cheetah, I believe. Chained yeah. to a table. Oy. And you could pet it. Oy. It was on a table. Carefully? Just... Yeah. I, or did we just was look it, at it? I think we just looked at it. Yeah. Was it muzzled at all? Or That seems so dangerous. It had no, a and, and not particularly nice, but uh, it, it, was it was not just, a good thing. It was just standing on a table. Like, this table had your cheeses and grapes. Right. This table had a cheetah on it. <laughs> Was the table bolted down? I'm, uh, Cheetah could just take any sort of patio table along with it for a ride. They're fast. They're not that powerful. They're very skinny, actually. They're not powerful compared to my pack of wolves. <laughs> yeah, and I'd take him out for a walk and have one of the, have like ten leashes. Down, boy. <laughs> so if I get a giraffe, what am I? What am I gonna? What do I got to bring in videos and pictures and? Oh, clearly. Oh, god, yeah. Or do no, I have to have I, everybody over to my I'm house not kidding. to see it? I will be over at your house <laughs> at least two times in the first week you have a giraffe. And you won't have to know his address. If you know the general vicinity, right. you just scan the horizon for a, a reticulated head. Not going to lie. I've had, I've had visions of this giraffe at your place just kind of roaming free. Uh-huh. Amongst it, and you look at you know similarly like if you had if you had a horse and you looked out your kitchen window, you'd see the head of a horse sure. walk by. I do yeah. see that. Well, a giraffe is taller, so you're gonna see like oh my god, they're they're fighting. Look, well, two never, giraffes oh, are fighting on the video. Oh, they whip oh. their heads at each other. I've wow. never seen a giraffe. Fight. Yeah, that's what the little nubs on their uh, top of their heads are for. They no, did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. Ow. Oh, that is obviously true. They're trying to hit each other with those knobs on the top yeah. of the head. Yeah. Hey, Hanson, can you find the uh, the giraffe kicking a lion? That's a great video, man. That's the all time oh, best. Ah, that's. Crazy! Can we watch those beasts make love? Do we have a video of that? Oh, gee, I mean, it's the internet. I'm sure we can find <laughs> giraffe one. porn. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.